here's the thing, skeptical or not, Jesus was a real person and you have to do something with it. It's like getting a bill in the mail. You get a bill in the mail, you got to do something with it. You can choose to ignore it. You can choose to deal with it in one way or the other, but one way you're going to have to deal with it. What's up, guys? Jonathan here with Story Church, and I want to welcome you to the Wednesday Word, where each week, you guessed it, every Wednesday, we're going to have short, to the point, practical conversations that are designed to answer questions, offer encouragement, and equip you to navigate the weeks ahead. I'm really excited about today's conversation, and I can't wait to jump into it. But before we start, I want to ask you a question, and it's more or less a thought. I want you to think back to a time when you were unsure of a situation. Maybe you were in an environment where you were outside of your comfort zone. Maybe it was asking a question. Maybe it was navigating something at work or school or with a friend or in a relationship with someone. It was a conversation that left you feeling like, I really don't know how to process this. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the, the topic of skepticism and how to have a conversation or explain why we celebrate the resurrection, who Jesus is, and how to respond to him when maybe you're talking to someone that is a bit skeptical of the whole topic of Jesus and Christianity. So this is a really great conversation. I'm very excited about it. I believe it's one that many of us need to be equipped to have. And so I hope you slow down, really enjoy this conversation that Matt and I have about the resurrection, where we've come, where we're going, and how to talk about Jesus with the person who's skeptical. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Jonathan. I've got Matt here with me, and as you know, we are uh, we're, we're Story Church, and so we just came through a uh, big season for for many Christians, and and we celebrated uh, the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, and that's a big question that that for a lot of people can be a big elephant in the room. We live in a skeptical society. There's a lot going on in culture right now that keep people, you know, unsure. They keep things at arm's length and they may want to know more, but they really just don't trust. To some people, something looks like a duck, but it barks like a dog and they just, they don't know how to deal with it. And so we want to take Easter and, and just say, Matt, what do you say to the skeptic? What do you say to the person who's like, I know of Jesus. I've heard the story. You know, I've heard of Good Friday. I know that, you know, there was a empty tomb on Sunday, but man, I just, you know, it just seems off to me. It's an awesome question because I think it's the, I think by human nature, we're always a little skeptical. I mean, uh, even with COVID-19, we're all skeptical whether or not the government has us on shutdown rightfully or whether or not the virus is as bad as it is or whatever it may be. There's still questions. And I think as, as, humans were inquisitive, uh, even more so about historical things. Like, I mean, we're so far, we're not even that far removed from George Washington, and yet we may try to navigate Washington's history to look like this or to look like that. So, like, when we're talking about someone who's removed from us from 2,000 years, there's going to be skepticism on the reality of the man called Jesus of Nazareth. But the, the, uh, the underlying or the underpinning of our faith uh, is not only about faith, but the facts that this man, Jesus of Nazareth, truly existed. There's not a credible historian, and I say credible historian on the, uh, that's on the face of the planet, or that has been, that ever denied or that would deny that this man, Jesus, existed. Uh, and so we know that he walked, he talked, he ate, we, we understand where he came from. Uh, so no one denies that Jesus of Nazareth was a real man. Uh, 
uh, and walk the planet. That, that would be like denying that Nero existed or that Caesar existed or Napoleon. I mean, we wouldn't do that just because we don't have a physical picture. We, we all understand that, that we agree with history. And so uh, having a skepticism, though, of his claims, and we know that he did claim to be God, uh, even in the, the Jewish Mishnah, which are uh, writings of their oracles handed through throughout time, they even claim in their, in their own Mishnah, they say that they put him to death for claiming to be God. So those are not deniable uh, facts. They are facts. There are, they are credible sources that have been written. And then we have, you know, there's others like Roman governors and other things like this. We can kind of get into apologetics and look into the factor of whether he, he, uh, uh, he said certain things. Uh, but the reality is there was a group of people. We know the man Jesus of Nazareth existed. We know that he claimed to be God. We know that he was put to death by Pontius Pilate. All of those are facts. They're not guesses. We're not arguing whether or not uh, in his real existence. So we can already take that part of the skepticism out. It's like believing, does my car turn when I hit the steering wheel? It's you have a steering wheel, you know it's going to steer. We know that Jesus existed. We, we know that he was put to death under Pontius Pilate. So that part of history gives us a solid basis of this man. And then the things that he did. Uh, now they are recorded and we can say, well, do, can we trust the fact that the things that are recorded about him are to be true? And with that aside, without having to navigate through the, the apologetic side of thinking like what, whether or not these scriptures that you and I take to be 100% true, uh, we know them to be true. But what about the skeptic? We're going to say, look, let's put that aside for a second and let's just look at that historians said that Christians, early believers that walked with this guy, Jesus, and talked with him claimed that he was God, so much so that they said that they saw him alive, and this is why we just celebrated Easter or Resurrection Day. It's just meaning that, that they claimed that this guy came back from the dead. And so in their claims, we know that you know, Roman governors and, and others had written about that early Christians claimed that this Jesus was alive and well, uh, and they wrote about that. Now, if you have people who do, there are people who can believe and, and conspire to create a lie. But those people, if you have thousands, I mean thousands, none of them recanted. And, and they're just, you're not going to be martyred and, and boiled in a vat of oil or have your, ins have your stomach uh, opened up and have wild pigs eat. I used to throw corn in it and have wild pigs eat the corn out of your insides while Christians were alive, or burn them at the stake. And none of them ever recanted. Why? Be because not, it wasn't just a belief for many of them. Uh, the Apostle Paul, now I will quote scripture within 1 Corinthians, Paul's letter to the 1 Corinthians, in chapter 15, he says, hey, don't believe me. He said, there are 500 people who are alive today who saw it. Go ask them. 
And uh, the reality for you and I, Jonathan, is the fact that Jesus is real to us in a way that transcends time. He, over that 200 years, he's made himself known to us in a real positive way. And so without us having to look at what uh, the, the wrestle with history, we can believe with fact that he was put on a cross to die by Roman crucifixion. He was put in a grave. He was pronounced um, uh, judged by Pontius Pilate. Those are facts. And he was put into a tomb. What we know is that the tomb was empty, but from there, we don't know really what happened between that. And there's argument over what happened to the body of Jesus after uh, his death and, and after he was put into the tomb. And there's some good theories. Uh, I'm not going to say they're good, but people may say they're good uh, over what happened to him or what kind of theories are out there. But the reality of the question, it does and has to branch out to faith eventually because we have to think about the, the aspect of uh, from 2,000 years to now, do we believe that history and these men who existed and women who were living, that they wrote about this person and they, they were firsthand accounts of what they talked about, that this person walked and talked and, and did all these miracles and did those things. So I would say no matter how much skepticism you have, there's always going to be a sense of uh, a bit of faith within that. And I think that exists in all history, whether we believe in the comment of, of Caesar saying, I came, I saw, I conquered. And you're like, well, who said that? And we say Caesar said that and say, well, how do we know Caesar said that? And we'll say, because Caesar wrote that he said that. I mean, nobody, nobody actually wrote about Caesar saying that. Caesar actually said that he said that. And, and so, like, what's more credible, uh, someone giving evidence about you or you saying that you did it? It's obviously someone giving evidence about you uh, doing that very thing. And so that's what we have. We have all these people who uh, gave this incredible knowledge. And I would say it's a good point when you talk about skepticism that, not to go on a rabbit hole, but skepticism, levels of it are relative. No matter how skeptical you are, you're still going to have a certain amount of faith into something, accounts of it. You're going to assume that when you turn the key in the ignition of your car or push the button, that it's just going to start and that the wheels are just going to turn or the brakes are just going to work. You know, right now with the, with the COVID-19, you have to, you're a lot of what's going on with the virus are assumptions. People are skeptical. I'm going to assume that because I'm 30, you know, five years old, that I stand a good chance of not getting the virus because we look at, because there's data that suggests that, you know, we have data that suggests that Christ was a real person. And, you know, yeah. like you said, what I can't see is that I wasn't there to see the empty tomb on Sunday, but I see, you know, the accounts, what was written and then what was written in the Bible. I would just yeah. say to, to the skeptic, yeah, it's a big thing. Like it's a, it's a big, big thing. And it's been a big thing for 2000 years. Like anything, everything requires belief. Right. And so I say this, though, to the skeptic who's asking, like, you know, am I supposed to believe this? Or I think the problem is, is um, skeptics look at Christianity by looking at Christians. 
And, and you can't do that. You have to look at Christ. And so like, I'm not a believer in Christ because of Christians or even perhaps for what others said about Jesus. The reality is that, that Jesus has become very, very real in my life to a point where uh, a supernatural event had occurred in, in my life to change my thinking, to know that things don't happen that way. And when, when God works in that sort of way, he breaks through. And so uh, when we ask, is all of this real? Like, is Jesus real? And if he's real, then, then what do I do with him? Like, that's a, that's, a real, that's a real question, right? So then we've gone from skepticism now to, like, how then do I know that I know? And, and how does God break through that? Yeah, because it's you have to do something with it, and and I love your point where you said, you know, I didn't become a Christian because of what other people said, and in fact, the same the same with me. If if I had based my coming to know Jesus off of the way other Christians acted or spoke or talked, I probably would have not become a Christian, you know, because I mean we've said it before, like we're all broken people, and and the church is broken people coming together who have hope and belief in Christ. So yeah, we could talk about that for hours, but here's the thing, skeptical or not, Jesus was a real person Yeah, and you have to do something with it. It's like getting a bill in the mail. You get a bill in the mail. You got to do something with it. You can choose to ignore it. You can choose to deal with it in one way or the other, but one way you're going to have to deal with it. And what we're going to look at this coming up week is that Jesus was a real person and that there are no boundaries that are going to keep him in and out. You can stick your fingers in your ear. You can turn a blind eye. You can do what I did and say you're going to run the other way. But one day you're going to have to deal with it because he can come in and through and around whenever, whomever, whatever he wants. That's good. Good stuff. Well, guys, thanks for tuning into this week's episode of The Wednesday Word. We really hope that you found the conversation insightful. Skepticism is a big topic. We deal with it in just about every aspect of our livelihoods nowadays. And when it comes to Jesus, it's huge. And he's a big topic. And conversations around Jesus when people are just unsure are very important. And it's very important that they're handled delicately because they have the ability to either draw someone closer or to turn them off. So I want to leave you with a challenge. I want you to think about a person in your life, maybe a friend, maybe a relative, maybe a coworker that is unsure of what to do with Jesus, who is maybe asking the same questions that we just talked about in this episode. Think about how you can engage them in a way that's honest, in a way that's honoring, in a way that's graceful so that they'll want to ask more questions and so that they're even more curious and so that the Holy Spirit's beginning to do more work inside them. And so we want to leave you with that. Think about that person and think about how you can engage with them. And then do us one more favor. Connect with us over on social media. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash storychurch.live. And you can also find us on Instagram at storychurch. We'll put both links in the show notes below. And one more thing, each Sunday morning at 11 a.m., we broadcast our messages live on Facebook. And these are great conversations. They're very engaging. People always have questions to ask. And we want to invite you to take part too. So that's every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern time right on Facebook. We'd love to see you there. Um, leave us a rating, leave us a review, help us get this content into more eyes, ears, and hearts. And until next week, we hope you have a wonderful week and stay blessed.